0: and what it's like to have your whole life turned upside down and the unexpected challenges that come with a life-saving drug. You can listen to Breathless now, wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... Hello, baby.
3: Hello, my love. How are you? I'm pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, I feel good. Um, I had a yesterday. I really pushed myself physically, and yeah, I, you were
0: you were slaving away.
3: I taught three yoga classes.
0: Cheekless. And in
3: between my classes, I went into the studio and like did work with my own body, like rolled around on those like little yoga balls which work knots out of my shoulder and I came home and I did like a pranayama practice which is like a breathing practice and then I was feeling really inspired and went for a run
0: yeah you did it I went for a you run went for a fucking run yesterday
3: and it felt amazing and it was so funny because I was trying to leave the house for like 20 minutes for this run and I wanted music so I had my phone and then I couldn't find my headphone so it was just like I was walking back and forth in the house for 20 minutes. I was a little stoned as well. And I could not find all the shit that I wanted. But it did not It did not get in my way of getting out of the house. I still maintained the desire to get out and run. And I ran. And then I got... When I had a cold shower... Oh so yeah! Amazing. Yeah. And then I went and uh, helped someone move and carried like shit up and down stairs and sweating. It was so hot, sweating balls. And then, and then what did I do? Oh, and then I came home and rearranged the basement.
0: Then you can't. Yeah, I was only <laughs> just talking about that, and then you you just you pro, you kind of laid that to waste. Yeah.
3: So I I was like. And the whole time I was doing it, especially helping move and like hiking up and down the stairs, I was like, wow, my attitude is so positive about this right now.
0: It's, I mean, I'll tell you, physical activity. Yeah. Once you get into it. Yeah. That's the hardest part is getting into it. Get once into you get it. into it, it totally changes your, your, your outlook on, on everything. Like it's just, uh, it really has like a profound effect on the way that you go about your day
3: yeah and I think I know, honestly, yes, a hundred percent, I know that for me um cannabis is a very big motivator for physical activity right. like yeah. i you know I will us i choose like mostly sativas <clears throat> or like higher energy like blends and I always i'm just like all I wanna do is like feel my body, all my muscles and like I just want to feel my whole being, like breathing. Um, I guess that's why it's a good aphrodisiac for me too.
0: Did you watch the uh, no. the explained sh- uh, version on marijuana?
3: No, our friend, our friend Stu sent it to me. I haven't gotten to it yet. Oh no, no, he sent me the one about the female orgasm. There's one
0: about the female orgasm, which which I watched yesterday. Tell me about Becca. the
3: tell me about the weed one.
0: Well, the weed one. Uh, apparently, one of the things that they're saying is they're like, indica, sativa.
3: They don't exist.
0: It's like it's. Yeah, and yeah. anybody who says that it is that it, it is, like if you go to a shop, a head shop, yeah. They're like this is the sativa blend and this is it. they're like they don't no one really knows because it right. because of where it all originates from. It's like at this point there's so much crossbreeding yeah that uh it really is kind of impossible to
3: Yeah, I figured tell. that some of that was that, but there's I, we've all anybody who's ever smoked weed more than Twice knows that sometimes you feel yeah energized and sometimes you feel like a potato yeah and there are like there's weeds that I've smoked where I'm like I am not lifting my body from this chair yeah I think that's all the times let's go
0: I've ever tried weed I'm always like hmm comfy couch and video games maybe
3: it's about more like (laughs) your maybe it's your doshas because you're really kappa heavy
0: yeah all right yeah well. It's, I've been told that from an Ayurvedic doctor yeah. that I am very kapha.
3: What does that mean? For it means
0: uh, more sluggish and lazy. Earth. It's earth. Earthy, Earthy.
3: sluggish, lazy. Yeah, mud. That's, are there, there's only three. There's, there's three. Kapha? There's kapha,
0: pitta, and vata.
3: Vata. I've been told I'm
0: pitta is fire. White
3: vata. Yeah,
0: and vata is airy. Yeah. It, you are vata for sure.
3: I th- I'm working on my pitta. Yeah? Yeah.
0: It, it, th- literally, everybody has either... We've either lost half our listeners yeah. or half our listeners okay, are like mm-hmm, so- she is Pitta. <laughs> i can I can hear it in her voice
3: um, mm. that's like an uh, an Ayurvedic uh, approach to explaining like pers- our, our constitutions yeah like exactly.
0: what what makes us who we are our personalities, our body type our our tendencies in life i I actually find it really fascinating
3: I do too because it,
0: it you know what it reminds me of uh like pathfinder or d and d. It reminds me of like like um, uh, pen to paper role playing games, right? You know your 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 characters attributes and you know your your charisma levels and your your constitution and your all of those different things.
3: Well, for me, I like it in the same way that I like the chakras. Like I like I like the visuals. I like the connection to nature. I like the the idea that you can. It's. It's kind of witchy. Like yeah. you can kind of play yeah. f- with like herbs, and you can play with certain exercises. It's very like
0: it's interesting. Yeah, it's yeah. a
3: it's a it's I, for me like part of my spiritual practice. I would say I don't mm-hmm. really pay attention much to the dosha stuff. I don't know that much about it, but it does when i'm just looking to find some like peacefulness or some playfulness yeah. even in my yoga practice. I'll and be this like, let's play with that. You know,
0: this all re- relates to sex and relationships. Of
3: course it does.
0: Of course it does. You know? It absolutely does.
3: Well, i mean, have you ever taken a <laughs> sex quiz online like Uh no i haven't. Am i more dominant or am i more submissive? I, mean, oh, yeah. I think that's yeah, a black yeah. and white one. Like we 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 can you can probably tell that from your I don't know. I've never done one, but i know that they're out there. I do.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't, uh, I've places. never really taken one, no. um, but I, well, okay, so, great, so you're yeah. doing good. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love when we do these, like, when we know we're just going to sit down and do a host episode, we we just end up actually just catching up <laughs> <laughs> for the first, like, 15 minutes.
3: Well, I haven't seen you in, like, 10 days.
0: <clears throat> I've been gone. I was in Newfoundland, <clears throat> I was at the most beautifully wholesome festival Um uh, I've ever been to That's uh, a
3: different Kind of festival It for was you. really
0: different It's a dry festival Oh Yeah We weren't dry though We We were boozing <laughs> it, Dry on the festival grounds But we were outside boozing And uh, then we'd go in Okay um, But it was just so sweet In this rural It's called The Gathering Sean Majumder puts it on Shout out to Sean uh, For Putting on just an amazing party And uh, And it's basically A mu- m- music and food uh, Festival An outdoor festival
3: Amazing
0: so it celebrates uh, food, fire, and music. And uh, me and a couple buddies uh, got into an RV. <clears throat> Andy Hay, runner-up on MasterChef Canada, uh, was was heading up this RV.
3: Was that the? Uh, and
0: he was cooking for us.
3: The reality show that you and Taylor didn't get to do because no. Of the podcast.
0: <laughs> no, it wasn't. It was not MasterChef. Oh, okay. Um, <clears throat> and yeah, we were just eating like kings and 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 drinking and enjoying just the, the hospitality of, of small-town Newfoundland and uh, and flirting with the older older Newf ladies yeah. uh, down by the brook. And uh, it was real fun. It was real fun. We had a really good time.
3: It looked really fun.
0: Steve Poltz was there. He performed. And actually, Steve Poltz was one of the earlier shows that you and I ever went to go see.
3: In Halifax, for in sure. In Halifax at yeah. the Carlton. We and, went on uh, an anniversary
0: we did. Yeah, yeah that's right. It was, it was a very loving four, night. Three
3: or four. It was so loving. And he
0: is just the most loving human.
3: Yeah. It's unbelievable.
0: Did. Yeah. He gave me a hug and I, I, I cried. I I cried so much on that trip. Yeah. I've been crying a lot. <laughs> man, oh man. How much have I been texting you lately being like, I cried today?
3: <laughs> yeah. Balled. <laughs> just bawling. Just bawling. Uh yeah. I love that about you.
0: Yeah, so got back uh while you were while you were slaving away yesterday, I was literally just laying about yeah. I was I, I got like three hours sleep on the ferry lot the, the night before, and um, and now we're here.
3: No sexy times in Newfoundland.
0: No, no sexy times. So Becca and I, I have opened up a relationship. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I haven't really talked about that. No, it's open again, um, and we're going we're going full full bore. We're yeah. going yeah, we're going in hard on it, and it's uh, it's I think it's it's coming along well. It's going nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's you know. It's definitely it's it's one of those things that's always a struggle and always a a challenge. Um, but uh,
3: what's the hardest part for you?
0: The hardest, I, I think, the hardest part for me is um, is doing it again with somebody else who isn't at the state where you and I are. You know, like you and I are so comfortable in our openness Mm -hmm. and where we are with our relationship. Whereas with Becca and I, you know, we're still early in this relationship and it's, she's never been poly before. You know, she's never like, like, like identified as polyamorous. And so um, it's just a challenge to like explore that and go through the challenges of like jealousy and and insecurity and all that stuff with somebody else again yeah not to say that i don't feel have those feelings i do but i think i manage those feelings pretty quickly and pretty well i have the tool belt to like work with it right and to do it with someone who where it's it's completely new to them it's it's a it's a little um it's 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 hard it's just hard because it's not what we have,
2: mm-hmm.
0: right?
3: Yeah, <clears throat> it's a, just a different model.
0: It's just a, yeah, exactly. And it's not going to ever be what you and I have, no. or what we what we created. So trying to like forge through that that brush and and figure out how to get to like the the clearing. Yet we don't have a an already well tread path to follow. Mm-hmm. It, we got to create it ourselves, yeah. you know. And that's that's the hard. The hard part about it, I think.
3: Yeah. And preserving the parts of the relationship that you want to preserve and, like, need care and stuff like that. Like, if mm-hmm. it's not sexual monogamy, then how do you care for and preserve the relationship that you're in? Mm-hmm.
0: But I think it's, it's, uh, it's going well. We're, like, we're communicating really well through it. Good. And, um, yeah, I'm really excited. But no, no sexy time in... In Newfoundland. It was just me and and uh a few boys sharing a sharing an RV. Lots of smelly farts. That's about that was about it.
3: Oh, I bet a lot of them came from you. <laughs> no. Yeah. No. How's your belly doing? It's good.
0: Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing all right.
3: Okay, good. <clears throat> well, let nice um, to be back in the same room.
0: Yeah, well so look, let's uh let's let's ramp it up. Okay. Let's get into something real. Real uh, interesting.
3: Yeah, you have to say. something I there? got something
0: interesting. <laughs> okay. So I was on a date with my other girlfriend, Emily, the other day. Oh, yeah. My non-girlfriend girlfriend that everyone seems to think we're boyfriend and girlfriend because Big, of one thing that you wrote on Big an episode. Red. Big Red. And um, Big Red and I were having beers and we were hanging out and we were talking about pearling. Are you familiar with pearling?
3: Like pearl necklacing?
0: No. that's See, that's what I... my My mind immediately went to like... A pearl necklace. You know what a pearl necklace is? Yeah. What's that?
3: It's when someone comes like, on your neck.
0: Yeah, it makes a little pearl necklace. Yeah. Yeah. A uh, uh, beautiful piece of jewelry if it's <laughs> uh, consensually put on.
3: And if you leave it long enough and it, it, it solidifies, you can wear it out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Not if it's my cum. Um <laughs> Uh, so pearling is not more
3: like a pearl on a strand. It's less of a strand of pearls and more like a single. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. So is that what the pearl on our wedding ring represents? That's just one single.
0: Yeah. That's exactly what it represents. Yeah. (laughs) One single cum shot. Okay. So I'm going to get, you know, direct your attention up to the television here and it's going to be a picture of what pearling is.
3: Oh Jesus. Oh my God.
0: Um, Oh, hold on. I might've fucked the recording. Just hold on. All right.
3: Are uh, we it, still there? Yeah, we're still good. Okay, okay so we're still good.
0: All right, so, purling
3: That, uh... is
0: a body modification. <coughs> it is a form of body modification. Uh, the practice of permanently inserting small beads made of various materials beneath the skin of the genitals, mm-hmm. uh, of the labia, or of the shaft, or foreskin of the penis. Now, uh, Emily and I were talking specifically about the the penis perling. So essentially, it is a it's it's essentially an aesthetic practice, uh, but is it is an, intended to enhance the sexual the sexual experience. So it's like you've a studded you've heard of dildo, yeah, you've heard of like ribbed for her pleasure, yeah, or like ribbed for his pleasure or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got like ribbed condoms and you've got like studded dildos. Same kind of idea, except you're literally taking these little pearls. Slicing, uh, the penis, inserting. inserting the pearl and letting it grow over.
3: And then there's like, what do they do? Do they put stitches in? How do they? Uh,
0: no, wow. I think I think you just kind of let it grow over. So here's a photo. If I mean, if you want, you can Google this stuff. It's pretty easy to Google. Here's a photo. I, I'm pretty sure it it originates from uh, Asia. Okay. Uh, here's a man on the beach uh, who's pretty proud about his uh, his pearls. He looks pretty oh, good there. Oh my god! He's got quite the fucking piece on him it's there. A...
3: It's a nice penis.
0: Here's a here's one. There's just like a one, two, three on top. I'm okay. sure that would they're probably like. Do you think this would feel good?
3: I think it would feel. I don't know about that one. Um, I think it would feel good. Um, I don't think if they're in a straight line like that. I think feel like if they were more.
0: We got one here where it's just random. it's literally just like a straight line over the top of the penis. Uh, what about this one though? This is actually a really nice looking cock. Look at that! All so all along the top, one, two, three, four, five, six, six beads and a Prince Albert. Man, oh my God!
3: That guy's hardcore. That guy's
0: hardcore, but I bet you he fucks. That
3: person is hardcore. I but what, why no pubic hair?
0: Uh, I, I don't so. know. Maybe I don't know.
3: It looks makes looks makes penises look longer.
0: Yeah, I guess so. What's your What's your thoughts on pubic hair?
3: Yeah, you know. Um, you know in uh is it mean girls, there's that one scene where they're like they're like, Why is her hair so big? Her hair's so big because it's full of secrets? And I feel like that way about pubic hair, I feel like <laughs> it holds some kind of mystery and power.
0: Like a big bush. Like a big old hairy bush on a cock? Yeah. Are you into it?
3: It's like a mane on a lion.
0: Yeah, right. You're you dig it.
3: I I mean Yeah.
0: I like so on my own body Yeah I like to keep it Pretty clean Yeah I don't want any hair On my balls No hair I want my balls. balls to be As Dave Chappelle puts it Smooth as eggs Uh huh And then My But my like My pubic Tough Yeah tufted. Yeah Is it tough Or tufted? Tufted. Tufted. Yeah Wow T-F-T. I hate that I hate that word <laughs> Now that I've said it Into a microphone Straight into my head tufted. Oh, oh, God! Okay, don't. I'm gonna
3: wake you up some morning like that. Just... Oh,
0: God! Tuft. My tuft—I like to keep you know short and like neat, but I I don't like the no hair.
2: Yeah, it's
0: a little too much for me. Although what I do love is, uh, um, when I'm seeing a lady, yeah, and I take her pants off. There's Maybe there's enough the there's enough hair yeah. to like grab onto and <laughs> and. And like gently pull on.
3: Okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think the that nothing
3: I... about that was sexy at all. They <laughs> <laughs> just like I like, see a lady, I take her pants off and <laughs> I grab and her I her grab her
0: pubes. <laughs> yeah.
3: And pull on and just them.
0: Just <laughs> yank on her. <laughs> they um,
3: like sound like a Neanderthal. Like.
0: Uh, like <laughs> oh, oh god. <laughs> oh. Oh. um So the the precise origin of purling is unknown. Uh, but early documentation in China indicates that it had it had been imported from Southeast Asia no later than the 1400s. Oof. Historical documents refer to the inserts as, uh, what is that word?
3: Where is it? Mein,
0: meinling? Liter- oh, Meinling, literally okay. translating to Burmese bells. Oh, my God. In I the like Philippines, that. researchers have established that these were present in various forms of the... Uh, Visayas to Southern Luzon. Uh Yeah, okay, whatever. Oh my god, Jesus Christ. Gold, ivory, brass that were inserted. Uh, cater
3: to a lady's choice.
0: Yeah, it's pretty interesting, eh? Yeah. yeah. So uh, so what do you think? Do you think if you would you would you get be into it? Um like where do you think the pearls would need to be where? for you to be oh yeah.
3: Um probably like right below the head cuz i like below the head yeah just below the head like um oh
0: i sorry you mean like above the head yeah I guess. right just above the head just
3: around there because i i like shallow penetration
0: right you're into um, that like you're into that little little tiny poke little just ice cream tip. dips yeah. yeah right um
3: i wouldn't like it in my butt cuz that would feel probably like hemorrhoids
0: <laughs> yeah yeah that would... Yeah. Big B. can you stop, like, sucking your butthole while we're recording here, bud? Sounds awful. Um, yeah, it's really interesting. I don't think I would ever do it. Actually, I can tell you right now, I would <laughs> never do it.
3: That's what I was going to get you for Christmas.
0: Here's a really interesting photo here. This one's really, really f- fucking intense. Um, by the way, don't Google search this at work if you're listening.
3: What is that? Is
0: that like a catheter? <clears throat> that is a catheter, yeah. So this this gentleman... Do you think he was um, in
3: for some kind of surgery and they were like, we have to take a picture of this person
0: this is exactly it. He fell off the back of a car, um, was in a slight coma, um, and so they rushed him in and they um, they were doing an exam on him and they came across this penis. Now this guy,
2: it, you can't see it
0: right penis. now, but this guy <laughs> took pearling to the next level. This guy looks like he was trying to pearl every square millimeter of his of his cock and uh i think he just wanted his dick to be a pearl and basically they 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 found this thing and they were like what the fuck is going on and so they catheterized him to make sure that he could still uh pee and uh they basically when he came to they were like dude what's what is this and he was like oh this is the thing i'm into it's pearling they're fine it's fine like it's you know it's all good but uh yeah, sorry i think they thought like holy shit we we just found like a new crazy sti no or shit. yeah
3: it reminds me of a weird it reminds me of something like a strange candy i've seen
0: anyway Upon further examination and questioning the above patient was found to have over 30 beads.
3: And it's not that large of a penis. Surgically implanted
0: into the penile shaft. No, he, he I mean That's a
3: lot of penis. Well, you
0: can't say it's not that large of a penis. I mean the guy he could be he could be a grower. Yeah, you know? Could. Yeah. That thing could probably I bet you that thing could probably get a lot bigger than it currently is. But
3: in resting state?
0: Resting state? It's it's uh yeah, surprise that you get 30 beads in there. Um, The patient stated that pearling was popular in L.A. in the 1990s where he resided, uh, and in particular, among his many Thai acquaintances. At three separate sessions, each about a week apart, a quote-unquote doctor in Chinatown inserted 10 to 12 pearls made of Teflon. Teflon! Oh, my God. And uh, basically, he, he basically said he didn't really come across any bleeding or infection or pain or erectile dysfunction however it should be uh it should be said right off the bat um this obviously comes with a hostful of associated risks um well yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be he
3: said he didn't experience any of them and was having sex with his wife within a week of the final session
0: dude a week
3: yeah and, Holy shit. Uh, he also stated he had no intention to remove the pearls and has even recommended them to friends
0: so if this was the big thing in the 90s... In L.A. In L.A., I'm wondering if there's anyone listening to this podcast right now who's like, maybe in their 40s, who's just got just a piece on them or them.
3: A penis full of beads. And
0: just full of beads. Just beaded right now, up. Now,
3: did did Big Red have an experience with a beaded, a pearled penis? No, I
0: forget how the topic came up. Um <laughs> We, I mean it's, That's basically us When we go drinking We just t- talk about Genitals Yeah genitals In different different formats huh.
3: And then But are there photos of Are there Like what about in What about on labia
0: I haven't looked at it I can look it up though um,
3: I feel like I would enjoy that Maybe In masturbation um, I don't know though It'd be Like weird if- Like you would
0: enjoy Masturbating While having beads
3: I think so. I could imagine that feeling kind of good.
0: Yeah, there's nothing coming up here. No no photos of vaginas with, with beads, with purling. Um, um
3: what about uh oh my god, look at oh, that, is that ankle. It? Is no. that it
0: right there? Oh. Uh oh, no, no that's I'm a just... that's a that's a clam. That's a mussel. <laughs> that's an oyster.
3: <laughs> look at that. Piercing through the ankle?
0: Ah, uh, that's not. People aren't doing that for real, are they? No. Oh yeah. my God! All right, we need to stop. Okay, this is gross. getting too far for me. I don't like it. God, who, make, Who's? Yeah, who's? Who's doing body modifications on their Achilles?
3: I can't make a fist.
0: Uh-oh. Hey, there's a lid for every pot, bride. Yeah. There's a lid for every pot. All right, what do you got? You Can had some stuff. Can you
3: imagine stuff? though, if both bodies had purling, what that would be like? <laughs> you know what it like would a probably be like? Up, like a pearled up vagina and a pearled up penis? How, yeah. Have you ever looked at how a music box works? And there's just like a little cylinder with bumps on it and the the cylinder rolls and then there's like a comb with prongs on it. And as the cylinder rolls, the bumps uh, play certain prongs. And oh, yeah, a yeah, yeah. That's probably what would happen.
0: It would probably make a real sexy tune. A banger. <laughs> <laughs> as the kids say. <laughs> That was a banger.
3: <laughs> oh, God. Okay, I picked What's up- that
0: noise? Oh, that's my mom and dad. They're upstairs making a banger. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry about them. They're from the 90s. They're from L.A. in the 90s.
3: <laughs> oh, God.
0: This is a banger.
3: <laughs> I
2: don't know why. Nice
0: one, Mr. Anderson. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Your parents are so cool, man.
3: The song speeds up. Change just bitch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Uh <laughs> oh, dad's about to drop the beat.
3: <laughs> Why wait, wait? Bingo.
0: <laughs> yeah, my dad uh, calls himself DJ Bingo. <laughs>
2: oh,
0: God. Turn me on. We'll be right back after this word from our sponsors.
2: They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Um, okay,
3: so this is a completely something completely different. Great. Good. Um, I picked up my copy of... <laughs> mating in captivity again
0: again did you uh did you have to buy it again
3: no no i have i've owned it but i only got about (laughs) halfway through it and then i got bored and i you know i come back to it and this time when i came back to it i started the last chapter
0: and went and, and went through and
3: going backwards, yeah. That's cool. I think I'm going to do that more often with books because I I, I have I do give up on books. Quickly.
0: Yeah, probably wouldn't work very well with a fiction. Fictional. I narrative. bet it really? would be. I yeah. bet it'd be really interesting. It would be, I guess. Yeah. Hey, here's a question though. Before you get into that, Beck and I were talking about oh, when we were talking about this whole thing of opening things up. Um, she was like, "Yeah, I should read read mating in captivity," and I was like, "I think that book's about." Um, Infidelity? No. Okay, so. No. Give me a rundown okay. on, like, what would you, what would someone get from this book?
3: Okay, so this book It's has, by Esther,
0: right? Yeah. Our, 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 our main, our main, our main, main mommy, Esther.
3: Yeah. Um, Esther Perel, for those of you who don't know. Yeah. So uh, the tag is, um, Ken. Uh, uh, unlocking Erotic Intelligence Can We Desire What We Already Have Does Good Intimacy Always Make for Hot Sex and um, it is she does have a new book called The State of Affairs uh, and that's what that one's about th-
0: right that one's about the infidelity rethinking right. infidelity right sure 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 so
3: this one has a lot of case studies in it I'm sure her other books does as well I mean that's what her podcast is all about as well um and basically just gives lots of examples of different kinds of couples with different kinds of history um, coming to see her and trying to figure out their, their where they're not connecting sexually. Sometimes they are having affairs. Sometimes they're just not having sex. Sometimes they're fighting all the time or whatever, whatever, whatever. So in this, so I picked this back up and um, for whatever reason this stuck out to me. And I'll try to decide here how much information I'm going to give you. But, um, this is halfway through a section, uh, that she's, she's writing about a meeting with a client who has, uh, he's been having affairs, but he's been doing them really uncarefully and getting caught a lot by his wife. And, um, he has this belief from his family history or whatever that, um, That once you're married, basically sex is not hot anymore. You can't have hot sex with with someone you're married and committed to.
0: It's funny. You kind of, you hear that a lot in, um, I feel like I've heard that a lot come up in conversation. Whether it's conversation on podcasts I'm listening to or like, I don't know, movies, TV, or even like conversations with people that I know where it's like oh yeah like you can't have anal with your wife right you know what i mean like you can't have anal with a good girl like yeah with someone the girl that you, that you or, take home to mom or the, or the mother of your children yeah. you know what i mean like that kind of thing where it's like oh once you reach this state in your relationship then, like, sex can only be missionary with your penis through a hole in a sheet and you can't look into their eyes. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. What
3: the fuck is that? What do we... Um, Well, this is what she talks about in this book is uh, basically why uh, desire is more challenging in long-term committed relationships. Right. So that that's like the big takeaway is if you're in a long-term relationship or you want to be in a long-term relationship and you want to sustain desire, this is what she's talking about.
0: Okay, cool, perfect. This is great.
3: Yeah. So what she's saying <laughs> is to him is that uh, you know, he has this feeling like it's wrong to objectify someone that he loves. And um blah 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 so but then she goes in to say this which is much broader than just this man's perspective or this man's situation so she says we segregate lust for psychological as well as cultural reasons any experience of love holds within it a a dimension of dependence in fact dependence is an essential ingredient of connection But it's a producer of terrific anxiety because it implies that the one we love wields power over us. This is the power to love us, but also to abandon us. Fear of judgment, of rejection, of loss is embedded in romantic love. Sexual rejection at the hands of the one we love is particularly hurtful. We're therefore less inclined to be erotically adventurous with the person we depend on for so much and whose opinion is paramount. We'd rather edit ourselves, maintaining a tightly negotiated, acceptable, even boring, erotic script, than risk injury. It is no surprise that some of us can freely engage in the perils and adventures of sex only when the emotional stakes are lower, when we love less, or, more important, when we're less afraid to lose love. Stephen Mitchell writes, It is not that romance necessarily fades over time, but it does become riskier. I'm going to skip ahead. So that that isn't um, that's again. I guess that is pretty specific. I, I, what I liked about that is um, when it says sexual rejection. You know, there's a great scene in Take This Waltz, a Canadian movie with Sarah Polly, and it's got M- Michelle Williams and Seth Rogen, and they're in a long-term relationship. And she comes up behind him at the stove and like puts her hands around his waist, and she starts to try to get really flirty with him. And it's clearly that. They're like not having a. They don't have a happy sex life. They don't. Or they're not doing it anyway. And he just kind of like is like, nah, get off me, and you know, tries to be playful about it. But then it's like, hey, I don't want this right now. And she was like, you have no idea how damaging it is yeah. to to come on to you and yeah, and you turn me down. We
0: t- and we've talked about this recently on the podcast too. Yeah. Why yeah. did this come up before?
3: Okay. Um. Okay. So here, this is this gets really interesting. So she says, I point out that the way Philip, her client, has compartmentalized his sexuality with loving sex at home and hot sex reserved for strangers has banned eroticism from their relationship. Their repertoire is limited, but he isn't the only one at fault. For her part, Jackie has transferred her sense of sexual self worth to him, and I recommend that she take it back. He should not have a monopoly on her sexuality. Jackie, how long has it been since you flirted? I ask her. Can you open yourself up to the eyes of other men so that Philip isn't the sole source of your sexual validation? Philip starts to twitch in his chair. Don't worry, I'm not suggesting tit for tat here, I reassure him, but your wife is a very attractive woman, and if you can't see that, why shouldn't she hear it from someone else? Along the same lines, I also suggest that they create new email accounts reserved exclusively for erotic exchanges between them, their thoughts, memories, fantasies, and seductions. I point out that this correspondence is not meant to be about the problems in their relationship. It is meant to be a space for play. I want them to use cyberspace to elicit curiosity, a sense of intrigue, and a kind of wholesome anxiety. Uh, Writing has many advantages over talking. You get to say your fill, craft your response, and give voice in writing to things your lips dare not utter. It provides a built-in distance, and I hope this will help uh, dismantle their inhibitions. So... Jackie's six months later Jackie is going she's hanging out more with her male friends. she's going to galleries she's like lightly flirting she said nothing big but fun to be out there talking to men who are not my husband knowing they enjoy my company and now Philip's every word or look isn't the most important thing in my life um now Philip For him, she's become more intriguing because there are in through their correspondence, she's saying things that he never thought he would ever hear from her, Mm. and didn't think that he'd be able to say to her, and um, and he says she needs a lot less taken care of than I projected onto her. Mm -hmm. Um, anyway, I just really, really liked that example of.
0: Um, yeah, it it's interesting, and you know what? Even thinking about that in my current situation right now, it's really interesting because, and and um, I'll have to run this by Becca before we air it, but I'm I'm sure she'll be she'll be okay with me saying it. But um, one of Becca's biggest issues is like not really wanting to. While I was away, while so an example, I was in Newfoundland, yeah, and she was like, "I'm going to go out tonight." I'm gonna go out tonight with the girls and like maybe flirt with someone or like try to pick someone up as someone catches my eye. And then the next day I was like, So how did it all go? How was it? And uh she she was like, I just could I just wasn't into it. I just wasn't looking at anyone, I wasn't seeing anyone in that way because it's not you. And and I like that. That's one of the things that I find so challenging is like um, is trying to communicate or like trying to find a way to help to communicate that. Like, but it's okay if it's not me. It's okay if there's somebody else that catches your eye or it's okay if you allow yourself to, you know, play with the idea of, of being flirtatious with or being flirtatious around. You know that 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 concept in there that where she's talking about how we 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 give the people that we love they have so much power over mm-hmm. us or we give them so much power over how, the way that we feel. Um. And I can't imagine how hard that would be to try and open something up mm-hmm. when you place all of your cards, all of the power into the the person that you that you say you love yeah you know
3: yeah um (laughs) i know one of the other big takeaways from esther that over the years um has been that like seeing your partner from afar seeing them like be admired by other people seeing them like really into the thing that they do like their flow state and Mm -hmm. seeing uh not necessarily their appreciation for other people in their eyes, but other people looking at your partner yeah. with like desire um, can enhance your own desire. I, I guess not if jealousy gets in the way. Not but if I- you
0: let jealousy get, get in the way. But it like, I mean, God, I can't, I can't count the amount of times on my hand that I've, I've seen that while being out with either you or Becca. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking around and being like, holy shit. Like every eye in the house is is on this person mm-hmm. because they are they're just they're the most appealing and attractive and interesting thing walking through this room right now mm-hmm. and everybody wants to whether it be you know male, female, or whoever yeah it's it, it, the two of you have this like magnetic presence and it's and it's so awesome to watch that mm-hmm. and to see that and to be privy to that even when you're not you right, know right
3: yeah 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 as someone with a lot of well i don't i don't have a lot of social anxiety but as someone who struggles with that from time to time that's really interesting to hear um not that i don't feel it sometimes like you know and like there is something to be said obviously with uh not giving your autonomy or putting all of your value in it in other people's eyes you know in general um but fuck yeah when you're feeling really on your game and you go out and people are like being super flirtatious and like clearly like you're like i've done nothing to charm (laughs) but i am charming yeah (laughs) i love it uh it's really fun yeah i think uh, i think becca is a babe so i totally get that um Like sometimes you post Instagram stories or she posts Instagram stories of like, are you guys at parties or whatever? And there's a ton of people just like hanging out. And I'm like, she's the best looking one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, She's, uh, she's very attractive
3: and she's, her personality is very, uh, charming as Mm -hmm.
0: well. Yeah.
3: A bit of a quirky girl.
0: Yep. I, you know, it's funny. It's like that, that whole thing. What do we hear? What did we who was it? Chris Ryan at South by Southwest was like, in every relationship, there's the one person who's afraid they're going to be, they're going to be, um, Left. abandoned. Yeah. And then there's the one person who's, who's like.
3: Kind of thinking about. Feeling
0: like they're, they're being suffocated, smothered. Suffocated, They're yeah. suffocated. I, I guarantee you when, when, once Becca falls into that, like, oh yeah, it's, it's okay for me to, to look around and yeah. like kind of shop, shop around the room. Yeah. See what's, see what's going on. Um, that, that whole feeling of like, of abandonment, that fear of abandonment will try its best to try to creep in. Yeah. And, and it's, that's like, that's definitely, you know, it's going to take work to try to keep that at bay.
3: I I think I've always been the, the, uh, the one who's been afraid of being suffocated Mm -hmm. and, like and I know it. There, it comes in ebbs and flows. It, yeah,
0: it changes. Yeah,
3: it does. It does switch back and forth. But I know, I know. Um, as of late, I would say more dominant. My more dominant is the 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 fear of being suffocated. Yeah, I have a weird um, fixation on uh, having freedom. Like not even having to act on it, but having to know that I can that have it's it. There, yeah. and it 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 really causes a lot of problems because. I, I think like, for example, say you and I are fighting and we're in the middle of a fight in my head. I might be like, I'm fucking out of here, Yeah. you know?
0: And which is such a pain in the ass. It's
3: such a pain in the ass. I know. But even if I don't say it, I just, I need to be able to go, okay, Bridie, you have the choice ultimately. You can fucking step up to the plate or you can get the hell out. Yeah. And I need to know and acknowledge that that is a choice because I think that it makes the, the choice to stay more intentional yeah being like okay no i'm committed to getting through this but that doesn't always communicate so well no to the other person especially if there's a fear of abandonment on the other side of course yeah i remember reading this about uh capricorns when we first started dating uh that (laughs) you really cannot even utter a suggestion that you might leave because their fear of abandonment is so high
0: I I don't know I don't know I can't speak to that I don't I, I do I do get that fear of abandonment but I'd say I get the fear of being smothered just as much right um it, but like
3: literally with a pillow while you sleep
0: <laughs> like yeah <laughs> uh, no but like it 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 but it but yeah, it also changes smother, so yeah. quickly it changes so quickly yeah. to, from one to the other um but I do take everything pretty literal like words yeah. I, I and
3: i'm very abstract when e- i yeah i think i'm being clear yes. and detailed yeah but i guess i'm it's i'm being abstract
0: yeah, yeah. um all right well do we got a brain bone air i do yes let's um, uh let's just dive into that cuz so, it has something to do with what we were just reading is that correct
3: well i think so okay but maybe i just maybe read not. it with that filter cuz i knew what i wanted to read but listen to this and right, you tell me what you think all right i'll listen um, this is from Geelynn in Edmonton.
0: Okay. Um, oh, yeah. Lynn in Edmonton. That's right. <laughs> yes, I know her.
3: I want to start off. Wait, I think my microphone's falling off this table. Hang on one second.
0: Oh, fuck. It is, isn't it? What am I doing? Son of a cock. All right, here we go. Here, you just keep reading and I'll, I'll, I'll fix that. Ah!
3: I wanted to start off like every person, saying, I love your podcast, I was an avid sick boy listener until Turn Me On came on, came out, <laughs> and now I wait eagerly every week for the release of your episode. Don't get me wrong. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give me back my microphone. Hold on. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Here, pull it towards you. There, like that. <laughs> I need... <mean, laughs> fuck. God, dude, just hold on. Just just, all right, just, wait. Just wait. Just wait. I'm going to fucking reset this now. All right. And we're back. Oh, fu- that thing's going to fucking fall again. Just go. Just read it. Just okay. read it
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: I love stickboyhood if I was forced to choose TMO <laughs> to claim winner. That's right. You can vote for TMO and Best of the Halifax. Um, your podcast has opened up a new avenue of exploration for myself and has prompted me to consider what I really want and like sexually. I cannot thank you enough. Let's. Uh, she got a brain boner. Um, okay, here we go. It is a little bit complicated so big ears open wide i'm 26 years old since i started dating which was just shy of 14 i have been a serial dater my first relationship began a few months before my 14th birthday and lasted until i was 21 you got that jeremy seven years her first relationship you have to listen carefully. there's a lot of initials in this yeah when my ex and i broke up i immediately started seeing my now boyfriend l the transition between my ex and L was very messy and included infidelity. I think kind of in the same way that ours did. Right. My ex never found out about the infidelity with Elle, but L struggled with it. However, I did not. I had no guilt for the actions. Rather, I had guilt for not having any guilt. And I concluded that it was due to the fact that I had been emotionally breaking up with my ex six months prior to the actual event. Makes so, sense. So
0: just to recap, yeah. she's with this guy for seven years. While she's with this guy, meets this other guy. L and then cheats on her boyfriend of seven years with L. Yeah. And now she's with long term relationship with L. Yeah. Got it. Um God, that sounds exactly like how you and I Yeah, So she
3: it sounds like they've been together for like five years.
0: On it. Got it.
3: Um After the breakup, I immediately began seeing Elle. We did not make our relationship official until a year later, which left me room to sleep with two other partners. Um, Elle is my best friend, and I love him very dearly. He is a great partner, but does fight with jealousy and is not as sexually open as I am. He also does have insecure tendencies and has expressed to me in the past that he always has a tiny bit of concern in him because I am capable of infidelity. Okay. Throughout that mess, I was also talking to someone named S. Him and I have a very complicated, quote-unquote, friendship that is very much in secrecy still to this day. Although we have never done uh, physically done anything with each other, emotionally and virtually, we have explored many things sexually. Interestingly, every, quote-unquote, act that we have with each other, I still never feel guilty about doing it, even though... I have always had a formal boyfriend. Recently, I have had a new man come into my life. Oh, wow. Dee, who is into being a bull. I did not pursue D; Rather, he found me. We have been talking very regularly and have great sexual chemistry. Wait, what's a bull? Uh, I think he he's forceful or like, I, I don't know. I just interpreted that as like, he pursued her.
0: All right. Um, Well, let's not interpret. I'll look it up while you continue reading.
3: Okay. We've taken pictures and have performed on camera for each other. Keep in mind, I am still currently with L, and L has no idea of D. During one of my and D's conversations, I discovered that I am very interested in cuckolding, particularly in me being cuckolded while L watches and or sleeping with someone, and then immediately coming back to L and sleeping with L. D said... This would be something he would be happy to help me with, and I'm very interested in pursuing it.
0: Oh wow! Okay, well, let me let me let me just cut in here with why. Okay, a bull uh, is a sexually dominant male who, for fun or financial gain, cuckolds and humiliates husbands while servicing their wives.
3: Okay, that makes so, sense.
0: So, so uh, the cuck is in 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 sexual terms, the cuck is the. Is the husband in the corner watching, and the bull is the one having, having sex. sex? Yeah, Got with it. the partner. Okay. Holy fuck! This okay. is this is so interesting.
3: However, because of my history oh my with infidelity and my now knowledge of sexual possibilities, I want to take the right steps so that all parties involved have consented and agreed, and I will not be filled with guilt and regret. What makes this challenging is that part of what I like is that L doesn't know about D, and D likes that I'm taken. Since I've been listening to your podcast, I've been reflecting on all these events and have even started to ask myself why I don't feel guilty about having multiple relationships at once. I have mulled over a few possibilities, including polyamory and open relationships. I think I've been able to narrow it down to simple sexual desires. I love the feeling of almost being caught for doing something bad, which I believe is under the realm of (laughs) exhibitionism. Correct me if I'm wrong. Everything that has happened so far in my sexual life has the undertone of being caught. So, b and J, I'm looking for some insight. What do you think are the right steps for going about this relationship with D? Is there a way to tell L about what I want and still have the excitement of him not knowing when I'm with D? Or do you think I should go down the route of an open relationship? Do you think the reason I played this game of being caught is because I am more into open relationships? Or because I did not have a time in my life where I was able to be a slut? Thank you oh so very much for your insight.
0: Man. There's a lot going on in there. Like, uh, look, Elin... First of all, thank you for such uh interesting email. Secondly, man, I think you should have sent this one to fucking Dan Savage cuz <laughs> I can't fuck with this. This is like this is so this is so this is oh, so layered.
3: Gilan, you should send this to Dan Savage. Oh my God, and we can yes. compare Uh, notes.
0: Oh, no, we shouldn't compare notes ever to Dan Savage. He, I, every time I've ever heard something like some feedback or his like answer to an email or, or, you know, a a call in or something.
3: Are you shocked?
0: I am like, oh, I never would have thought of that. I never would have thought like he's just so.
3: Yeah. Well, he's been, He's been talking to people about this He's the master. He, he is the, he's master. the master. I don't always agree with him. Um, I don't always
0: agree with him. I don't always agree with him. And
3: sometimes he's a, he, he's very abrupt.
0: He is, but I think that you, I think, you need it. It. I oh, think totally, you need it sometimes. Totally. I mean, I, I think I'm going to be pretty abrupt here on this one. Okay. And uh, and I think that you got two options, Guy, Lynn. Um, you tell Elle or you fucking get out of there.
3: Yeah, you gotta tell because
0: the whole thing about like getting caught and and that and that being like your your sexual um, um, deriving excitement from that experience um, there there is something there there is something very valid about that, but also super selfish in this particular situation, and um, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's ever really right or okay to 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 try and justify the ways that that it, it, it could work when there's someone in the dark and someone who could end up getting really really hurt
3: yeah it's always a red flag for me when I know someone is doing something that would be outside their partner's comfort zone whether it's flirting or mm-hmm. like sleeping together and the and the the uh, guilty or not feeling guilty uh partner's like yeah they're just really insecure and they're always jealous and they are always afraid I'm going to cheat on them and i'm like well, well you are. maybe yeah.
0: yeah and here like it, i i it, you perfect can't point. make
3: someone feel like something isn't happening while you're doing it, th- yeah. that's we. That's called gaslighting.
0: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, and your your partner L is L has every reason to be insecure about all the things that you listed that he was insecure about because it's all happening. Yeah, it's all you... literally happening right now. You, this might you this might not feel like um, infidelity, um, but I can almost guarantee you to him it 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 will be considered that. Yeah. Um, you know, the stuff with D and the stuff with, uh, is it S? Yeah. Um, you know, it's all, it's all, all of the things that you would never want him to find out or all the things that you are turned on by knowing that you're trying to like, you know, that you could get caught. Those are all the things that are going to hurt. Those are all the things that are going to hurt L, um, based on what we've read here. Now, here's the other thing. You could bring this up. And, and who, who knows? Yeah, we don't know the nuances
3: of your relationship. Maybe that. Who
0: knows? L is like, yeah, well, you know what? I've actually been thinking about it. I would love to get Mm cucked. And uh, D sounds like a perfect candidate. Um, But, but if you're, if you're going to go down that route of, of trying to find it a way where you can keep your, have your cake and eat it too, um, just be very, very mentally prepped for, for, um the outcome of of losing yeah losing it which which fucking sucks but also like to, to come to her point of like is this because i i didn't get to be a slut or is this because i'm more inclined to like polyamory or open relationships um i don't know but pr- probably you know you it's like um Brody, you've talked about this before of 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 cheating on a partner and feeling bad for the feelings that that are hurt, hurt, but not feeling bad for the act of doing it. Yeah. Not feeling guilty for the act.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and and that when you had this revela- revelation of like polyamory and, and getting into that, it's like, oh, this all makes a lot more sense. Yeah. I, I think that's probably the case here. Is well, that the
3: secrecy was never a big deal. Deal for me, although I do like the secrecy always gave me major anxiety. I did not mm-hmm. turn me on at all. Um but you know what just struck me is so that bit I read from Esther's book earlier, Philip the Husband,
0: mm-hmm.
3: she was like, Why why are you so blatant about it? Like and you're getting caught and you're doing it like you want to get caught. And his wife is like, Because he wants to get in trouble and then come home and like be punished by yeah. mom. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. There might be maybe there's something in there. Like maybe it's not about um, being caught, but maybe it's about being dominated mm-hmm. or um, fulfilling some other need that you have to like for your partner to like take care of you mm-hmm. or something like that in your in your you know, moments of transgression, I don't know. You also say you don't feel, um, you don't feel guilty and uh, 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 what else? You said something, it's so funny. You were like, what about, oh, I can't find it. Oh, I I, I will not be filled with guilt and regret. Well, I don't, I don't know, maybe regret, but I, I don't know what you're going to be filled with,
2: anyway.
0: The other thing too is like, um, you know, uh, if if you if you're if you're starting to realize like that these are the things that fulfill you, um and, and, uh and they are the things that like are, are the opposite for your current partner. Well, that's not to say that the relationship can't work. There's t- tons of ways to work around that. Um, but what I could say for sure is that if these are the things that fulfill you, the idea of like. Um, trying not to get caught or the idea of, of being of, of like your, you know, one partner being cucked, um, with another one, you know, humiliating that partner or, or whatever. Um, there's tons of people out there that are also into the exact same thing, but on the other side. Yeah. Right. So it's like there, there's people out there who can really get behind what you're into. Yeah and and find ways to make that happen.
3: And you know what? I, I think I was also a serial <laughs> monogamist Um, and, you know, went from one long-term relationship to another and I think there might be something too. Like you, you did indicate that it's sexual desires and you're discovering what is turning you on and you're trying different things like performing on camera and through texts and mm. um, exploring things non-physically. Like... Yeah, maybe you need to just get out there and have some real free experiences.
0: Go be a slut. Go be a slut.
3: Slut maybe. it up. Yeah, because because I think you can also outgrow a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. and they may still, you know, be important to you, but they might be you might be holding them back from having more fulfilling experiences.
0: That's right. Yeah. I <clears throat> yeah. Holy shit! That's a messy one. That is, it is a messy situation. It's, it's, a, it's a yeah. It's thick. It's thick. You
3: know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna call Dan Savage and read this as if it's me, <laughs> and see what he says.
0: Yeah, um, I hope that helps, Keelan. I uh, uh, man, what an interesting setup, though. It's it is it's definitely layered, and uh, and 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 don't feel like this answer that we just gave you is like the the be all end all. If if we said stuff that you want to like unpack more, send us another email. I mean, yeah. don't ever don't ever feel like, you know, you we can't keep this discussion going because mm. we're we're here. Uh, babe, I gotta go to the CF clinic. Okay, I gotta get the fuck out of here.
3: All right, you gonna pee into a cup and stuff?
0: No, no. They just they just listen to my lungs and check my weight and ask how I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Someone comes in and says, "Are you happy? Are you sad?"
3: I like that. I know. <laughs> it just, I've been to a couple of clinic days with you and it's just like, it just feels nurturing. Yeah.
0: But, yeah. Well, really Take good care. Well, you got to check in, you know, depression's pretty high, uh, uh, pretty prevalent in, in chronic ill people.
3: <laughs> no, you can yeah. say.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, so yeah, so I got to go get checked up. Right. Um, thank you all so much for listening. We love all of you. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, and we'll be back next week with another fascinating episode. Um, in the meantime, head on over to Apple Podcasts. Leave a, a rating, a review, hit the subscribe button so we can stay on the iTunes charts. Send um, us your bums us for your Instagram.
3: Butts. Turn me on podcast on Instagram. And uh, if you want to support us in another way, you can head on over to our Patreon. That's
0: right. The big way. The, I mean, the way that might send us to your town. Yeah. Because we're planning a trip. We are. For the fall.
3: We're planning it. We're we're one way tickets.
0: We're coming to you. (laughs) Patreon.com slash Termion. /termion. You can go check it out over there. There's lots of awesome perks. Uh, That is it for this week.
3: Until next week,
0: go fuck yourself.